0: Scripture reading this evening comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, Matthew 11, and I'll read verses 25 to 30. a word of grace for us on this gray, dreary day. Matthew 11, verse 25. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. For my yoke is easy, and my burden light. This is the word of the Lord. My brother-in-law, Justin, loves adventure, and he loves to travel. So a couple years ago, he went backpacking across Europe by himself. Along the way, he hiked portions of the French Alps. So, he would stay in hostels at night where he'd hear about all the best trails and day hikes, and then he'd venture out the next day to explore. So, one morning he set out to hike, a full bottle of water and enough granola bars to get him through the day. He was assured by the locals that this hike could be done in one day. Maybe something got lost in translation. The rock climbing was much more difficult than he expected, and the trail itself was much steeper. So the sun was setting by the time Justin finished the last of his granola bars and sipped the last of his water. He was just now at his turning point, about eight hours later than expected. So weary and beaten by the day, he decided he'd stay put for the night, hiking back to the village in the dark, carried too many risks. So he settled in, on the rocks and the dirt, and he tried to rest. But his mind turned every rustling leaf into a hungry mountain lion and every pebble under his back into a boulder, bruising his already tired body. His night was shaping up to be anything but restful. At least, though he had a view of the mountain sky, the stars helped to make up for it. So he took out his camera and adjusted the settings so he could get a good picture of the mountain sky. The next day, after getting back to the village and cleaning up, having a proper sleep, he took out his camera again to look through those pictures from the hike. And when he looked more closely at his nighttime pictures, he noticed something in the background. He saw some faint lights. Not the light of stars, but light coming from the windows of a hut, not more than half a kilometer away. He had tossed and turned and worried all night in the shadow of an alpine hut. These are little shelters placed on the trails for hikers in exactly his situation. They offer a place to rest safely, to replenish your resources. Now, the weariness that comes from a day-long hike in the French Alps, And the sleepless night under the mountain stars is a kind of weariness that many of us have little sympathy for. He was, after all, backpacking across Europe, away from the responsibilities and commitments of everyday life. Many of us know a weariness that is far more pervasive. It's a weariness deep in our bones or in our souls. We know this weariness in our souls when the baby won't sleep and the toddler has started to express herself through very public tantrums and the dog gets fleas or when conversations with a parent end in arguments or shouting or slam doors. We know a weariness in our souls when we are bombarded with messages that we are not attractive enough or not smart enough or not healthy enough not rich enough, not enough, or bills keep piling up, or your back pain doesn't go away anymore, or a friend becomes gravely ill, or another month of infertility passes. We know a weariness in our souls when we can't keep up with the news of wars and rumors of wars and terror And refugees who get stopped at turned away at borders and growing nuclear arsenals. We know what weariness feels like. Maybe that's why we come here. That's why we come to church. We've heard these verses from Matthew. So we come looking for Jesus, looking to find rest for our weary souls. But I wonder if we find rest here. Do we find rest for our souls, or do we leave with three more reasons to feel weary? Not only is my life pretty messy, but I'm also not generous enough. I'm not humble enough. I don't love God enough. I don't even want to love God enough. More often than not, I just want a nap and a piece of pie. Our encounters with Jesus in God's Word at church do not always leave us feeling rested and the expectations for christian living can seem anything but easy and light now if you've read through the gospel of matthew even if you're like vaguely familiar with jesus let me ask you are jesus expectations for his followers easy and light I'll jog your memory a bit. Jesus says to his disciples, you've heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder. But I tell you, anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. And you've heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you, if you even look at a woman lustfully, you have already committed adultery with her in your heart. You've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. A bit later, Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Many enter through that gate. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. Only a few find it. And after Jesus teaches and heals and does some miracles, he tells his disciples, okay, now it's your turn. You go, you heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons, but don't take anything with you. Don't take any money, don't take an extra shirt or sandals or staff. Just trust me, someone will take care of you. Does this feel like rest? Does this yoke, does this burden feel easy and light? Jesus isn't done yet. Just one chapter before our passage tonight, Jesus says, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Certainly a cross is not an easy or a light burden to carry A cross is a symbol of guilt, fear, and death. So I'll just be transparent and admit that as I read along in Matthew, I feel a little indignant when I finally read, Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. Get to this point in Matthew, and rest is certainly called for. But the so-called rest we often experience after Jesus' commands can feel like lying on a bed of rocks that bruise us with guilt for the things left undone. How can Jesus say he will give us rest? Doesn't that contradict all the hard work he has called us to do? Because it's not just that he says the weary can find rest. The real problem is that Jesus calls the hard work of discipleship, of evangelism, and justice, and mercy, he calls it easy and light. Maybe the real problem here is not that Jesus is contradicting himself. Maybe our real problem is that we misunderstand the nature of Christian work and discipleship and rest. Maybe our picture of the Christian life is a little too much like my brother-in-law climbing that mountain in France. We stuff our pockets on Sunday mornings with all the nourishment we think we'll need for the week, all the motivation to do the right things and to be better people. But the journey is more difficult than we expected. And so we trudge through the week, dragging our feet, getting more and more discouraged by every bad thing that happens until the next Sunday, the day of rest. We collapse in our seats at church looking for rest for our souls. But our to-do lists, even the words of the Bible, leave us feeling anything but rested At least there's nice music and free coffee in the morning, I guess. All the while, we have missed the glowing lights of the alpine hut in the background. There's no need to rest on a bed of guilt or worry or things left undone. There is a place we can go where guilt and worry won't follow us. Jesus stands in the doorway of this place and calls us to come inside. Do you know what this place is? To back up to verse 27, I think, to find it. Jesus says, All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. This is a really wordy way of saying that the place where we find rest is in this relationship between God the Father and God the Son. When God calls us to come to him, this is the Son choosing to reveal the Father to us. When Jesus calls us to come to him, we're invited into this intimate relationship of knowledge and love. So rest is not a physical place we go or another to-do on our list. The rest that Jesus talks about here is the nature of Christian work that flows out of this relationship that is motivated by love. Not just our love for God, But the love within the Trinity itself, the Father's love for the Son, the Son's love for the Father, God's love for us, this is our glowing alpine hut. And this relationship of intimate knowledge and love does not just offer us temporary rest or a quick nap. This relationship offers us assurance that we're not foreign travelers trudging up a mountain alone. Jesus goes with us. When he talks about a yoke, a yoke was a wooden instrument that bound two oxen together and made them a working team. Jesus is promising to work with us. Jesus guides us and teaches us that work motivated by love is finally easy. Jesus invites us to take in all the sights and sounds and smells of the trail, to walk humbly and gently, even to stand in awe of our Creator. And as the sure and steady love between the Father and the Son is revealed to us more and more, and as it's offered to us, that's what takes the weight off our souls. It's like Augustine said about this passage, love makes all things easy. That is why Jesus can make such large demands of his disciples and still claim that his yoke is easy and his burden light, because the love of the triune God that we are invited to drink in, that love makes all things finally easy. Not easy in the sense that things will always go smoothly. Certainly not easy in the sense that it won't cost us anything. But Jesus' burden is easy and light because we receive God's love and we bear the burden out of love. And so it cannot weigh us down the way that fear and guilt do. I remember a time, probably about a year ago now, When my husband and I were feeling this kind of weariness, this weariness wasn't brought on by anything dramatic. It was just more the daily grind of fussy toddlers, too much work, not enough time for friends, and student debt. The kids were acting out at daycare, but we were really too tired to do anything about it. Each day's goal was just to get to the next day. Well, this changed the day our daycare lady called and said that the kids couldn't attend anymore, in part because of their behavior. First, we cried tears of frustration and helplessness, but that frustration quickly led to a newfound energy rooted in our deep and fierce love for our boys. We had energy to join them playing trains on the living room floor, we had motivation to make them clean up the toys, even though it took way longer and involved way more whining than if I had just done it myself. We had energy to work with our daycare providers so that they could return to daycare. Despite all the hard work of raising children, we found that our souls were no longer weary because of it. This small crisis stirred up our love and love makes all things finally easy. This is what it's like when Jesus invites us to rest in the intimate knowledge and love between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit prompts us to walk toward this warm light and then joins us into this mysterious union. It's only in this relationship where our souls find rest. And even the hardest work on earth, the work of reconciliation, the work of renewal and justice and mercy and forgiveness, even the hardest work cannot weigh us down. As the Spirit draws us nearer to the Son, the Father is revealed as well, and we drink in their perfect love. It's only in this perfect love that the yoke of a cross becomes an easy and a light burden rather than a tool of fear. The yoke of the cross has been turned into a yoke of love rather than a yoke of guilt and death. And love makes all things finally easy. Like the hymn we sang tonight, I praise the Christ of God. I rest on love divine. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for this, this gift of your word. Help us now to receive what we have heard. Help us to see and experience your love so that our souls may find rest despite the weightiness of all that we have experienced and all that you've called us to do. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Amen.